nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good evening and welcome to uh, SA Soccer Roundtable. My name is Harry. Uh, joining me tonight is uh, uh, Rafa. Royce unfortunately had to be a late scratch. Um, didn't get the didn't get the uh, call from the bullpen as of yet here. So, um, Rafa, how are you doing? I know it's been a, a couple of minutes since uh, we've got together and put anything on. So, how are you doing? Uh, recovering from the three-week uh, highway to hell tour that I had for work, taking me to the Valley and then to West Texas and then Austin, and then had a little mini trip to Victoria, and then had three events today. So, and then I got one coming up soon to go to Lubbock. Oh, nice! Yeah, so <laughs> I heard it might snow up there, so <laughs> I got the Eskimo jacket. It's it's just been crazy. I started a new job. Royce is starting a new job. You know, AJ's got his club practice, so that kind of limits me. Uh, Max has got his his practices uh, with uh, Royce, and then you know you've been out on the road, so it has been a challenge. But uh, with SAFC, we got a, a big game coming up on Saturday, so we wanted to kind of touch or touch base on that real quick. Um, but this afternoon, uh, we got uh, some. Uh, so, some news here uh, with uh, information on the TAPS 2022 uh, through 2024 alignment. Um, and, and I'll kind of go over, set the table here real quick, and you know, you can kind of say what it means or what it doesn't mean uh, for right here. So, looking um, in for boys' winter soccer in just uh, uh, was this division one. Uh, it looks like it's Houston and San Antonio grouped together for on the uh, uh, boys' side here. Uh, for that here with uh, Antonian uh, College Prep and Central Catholic, and then schools uh, through schools in Houston and Tomball. Um, the interesting one is Cathedral High School and El Paso is an independent uh, for there here. And then if you go to uh, Division Two boys, uh, you got St. Mary's. Uh, uh, San Antonio Christian, uh, San Anthony's Catholic, and then schools and TMI in the in the San Antonio area, grouped with teams from the Valley, and then in Division Three, uh, Division Four, you got ten teams: uh, Geneva, Holy Cross, and, uh, John Paul II in shirts, uh, Our Lady of the Hills in Kerrville, and then the Atonement Academy and the Christian School um, at Castle Hill. So. Uh, looking at the boys, anything stand out with the new uh, alignment for the next uh, two years, three years uh, on this? It looks like Central Catholic might have gotten a couple little little heavyweights from you know from the Houston area. 
Uh, I know they got eliminated in that something was second in that second round, second third round game. Uh, so hopefully they'll be able to bounce back and and you know, and maybe start a new three peat. Um, I think supposedly I I think uh, what's his name's um, uh, Gallegos younger brother I think might be on that team. So I, oh, is he? I think I, I'll have to confirm. If there is someone that can confirm that, let us know. Um, so maybe he'll have the ma- that same magic and get the three, get, get the three or the four or the or the four peat, get get the state championships. But like I said, they'll be in contention. Um, uh, same thing with uh, Antonio. They made the, made the the playoffs last year. Hopefully they can get into into just some deeper rounds. But and then you got those teams from Dallas. I mean. Over the top, yeah. I don't think Alec, yeah, Bishop Lynch, yeah. Those, those are pretty much going to beat up on each other, and and there, there are some teams that actually dropped down. I noticed, like, I, I think the team that eliminated Central Catholic, that Beaumont team, moved down to Division Two. So, Any thoughts on having all six? Basically, you know, you know, everybody in the district makes the playoffs. Any thoughts on, on that? So, you know. They, they, that kind of waters it down a bit. Um, I know there's some districts like in football that there are four team districts. Hey, you can uh, I think there were some zero and ten teams that made right, the playoffs. So who's to say if you don't have a no something team and then they get on a roll and win the whole thing? So um, I guess because logistically, I guess they didn't have enough teams for that division one. I. I mean, Cathedral may be coming. I guess they get get an automatic bid. Depending maybe on the record, and I guess they do. I guess some teams will have some buys if they're doing it. Maybe like from a fourteen team or a sixteen team bracket, so there'll be some possible buys there. So to get in that, how first. do you think the schedule would set up for for these here? You know, obviously, you know, obviously for the league play, they'd play, you know, the the six schools, but. You know, you you know, are, you think they're going to be playing home and away, or or just you know what you know like, you know go over to Houston as an example and, and play on back to back on a Saturday Sunday, or you think it would be you know that Tuesday Tuesday Saturday you know where, where the kids will be missing school? Uh, it'd probably be the Tuesday Friday Saturday type of deal, the home and away. Uh, when we're looking for the Dallas area, is not too much of a drive for them, but. For District Two, it's gonna be a drive, and then, you know, and then also you added they they do start the season a little bit earlier. I think they start I think starting I think next week, right. uh, but they're playing pretty soon, so they'll play a couple already. Their their district games, prior, you know, prior to even playing some of the some of the UIL competition teams. And you normally have, will have like a Central Catholic versus Lee. You have Antonian versus Churchill, so, you know, games like that. You know, we won't see those games probably till January. And usually, I think what the, those teams do is use those games as tune-up games prior to their playoffs. Yeah. Looking at the girls' side here, I'm going to be very similar uh, for that here. Um, on the girls' side here, you got Antonian uh, and Incarnate uh, Word. Uh, San Antonio, there's one in Houston as well. So that would be kind of interesting when they play each other if they've got the same uh, colors uh, for that, which I would assume uh, for that here. But they've got seven in theirs, and uh, you know, seven up in the Dallas area. Uh, so they have a 14-team playoff here. It looks like here. Uh, looking at District Four, uh, Coach Cano St. Mary Hall uh, is in District Four with uh, San Antonio Christian, uh, St. Anthony's Catholic, 
um, and then uh, TMI, and then a school in Laredo and a school in Victoria uh, for Division Two girls, and then Division Three. You got uh, Geneva, Holy Cross of San Antonio, JP Two from Shirts, and John Paul the Second of, of uh, Shirts, uh, Our Lady of the Hills. Uh, Kerrville, and then the Atonement Academy. Which I think uh, they may have moved up from playing fall soccer to now winter soccer. So, so like I said, this is, this is a realignment for starting next year, for next fall, next starting school year. So, you know, the, the current right now, I know talking to Coach Connor said that uh, the district play is going to be a lot different next year than what it is this year. So... Should be interesting. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, today I had the uh, windows open uh, all day. Uh, so, you know, the, you can tell that uh, fall is in the air. Uh, end of October, <laughs> we finally hit fall where, you know, it was nice to have the windows open. Uh, Northsides came out with their ske soccer schedule. Looks like it's going to kick off right after uh, the, the New Year's on the 3rd uh, for that here. I think you mentioned uh, Northeast also has their schedule out. Not yet. Uh, not yet. Oh, Northeast yeah. hasn't still have it out, but Northside does. So um, over the probably the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, you know, up through uh, Thanksgiving, uh, we'll we'll start to get uh, a little bit more swing into the uh, high school uh, part of the of the season here. Should be so. interesting. Should be interesting this year. Who who's gonna who's gonna contend? And also, we also have a realignment too. Uh, it's coming up in February, so they may be switching around. Some teams switching around, like what they did here at with with Taps, and then a couple of new schools popping up. So we'll see how, how those take effect as far as how things go in the future. So moving to SAFC, uh, want to kind of touch on them briefly here. It's been unfortunately it's been three matches since we've uh, talked about it here. Uh, they drew at home one one to Tulsa. Uh, they lost four to two to uh, New Mexico United on the road in a card fest, and they drew zero zero to the Bold uh, last Saturday here. So, um, any thoughts on on any of the three games? Uh, you know, like I said here, the four. You know, it, it's weird. They're getting healthier, which I think is the key. And, and you know, you've seen. Uh, PC come back. You've seen uh, Patino come back. Uh, Gleedles came back, but you know he's on the bench with PC there. You know with PC uh, for that here. So any thoughts on kind of the form? Anything that stick out to you the last? I just don't. Those home games, you know, those should have been three point games. We we just just lack of. Something was missing, even though we're getting healthier, which is a good thing. But, you know, this is a time right now that you want to get hot and get on a streak. I know that New Mexico game was a uh, – <laughs> the USO should really kind of really look into that. Uh, uh, we can uh, replay that one. Yeah, uh, that 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 one was uh, – we'll exclude that. Well, that one was uh, – put an asterisk on that because, uh, yeah, you, you need they need to reevaluate these, these officials because – yeah, that that game was a it was a mess. But as far as the two home game, but that's something you did talk about. You know, maybe that was gonna be a loss for us. But our home game should be three points, and 
we should be, you know, we'd be a lot higher than we are at right now. And then I think we should have already been have clinched the second spot had we beaten Tulsa and also. Well, if we had beat the bowl last week, we would have clinched. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would have clinched uh, the. Um, actually, we wouldn't have clinched because we, we'd, you know, we'd have two more points. So if we'd have lost to Colorado Springs, they had it. So if we'd won both of them, Tulsa doesn't. Tulsa doesn't frustrate me because I think Tulsa is. They're a playoff team. They're going to be finishing fourth. They're gonna. They're going to be playing the Rowdies, um, in 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 their first playoff match. The bold one kind of bothered me a little bit more, um, but I also think that the bold came out with a lot stronger lineup. You know, with Panico coming back, that was his first game back. Um, Gar- uh, Garcia, Fabian Garcia, number eighteen, and came back. Uh, Sonny Guadarrama, you know, came back and, and I know he's a little bit long in the long in the tooth, but he's still a quality player. Um, so I think, you know, I don't think SAFC took him lightly. I just, I just think for, you know, for the bold, that was their last stand. And, you know, I think what made it kind of frustrating to me is, you know, at the end of the, the first half, they unfortunately lost you know, two of their better defenders and, and Reese and uh, Taylor um, and, and hopefully, you know, speedy recover to them, uh, you know, for that here. Uh, to me, it goes, I think that, you know, the, the shot that's on everybody's mind is, is PCs that, that had basically an open, you know, open net. Now Panico was moving over, um, but, you know, you know, he just, he just, you know, he leaned all the way back and, Kicked the ball out of the stadium. wasn't even, you know, you know, just it, it, was, it was like Serginio. To even yeah. talk about that reminded me of the Serginio shot against <laughs> from Barcelona. <laughs> it's just it's it's one of those, yeah, and it, you know, it's just those ha- those kind of those happen one, one play, but the, especially in the playoffs, that play either advances you or you're sitting at home we're, mm-hmm. we're at that part especially right now it's a playoff game i know we're in but if san antonio wants to have a home game they've got to win they, well they've got to tire or you know they've got to get a result uh, against colorado springs and um i was looking at the usl uh you know pick on there you know it, it seems kind of split one guy has uh the switchbacks favored the other, you know, as, you know, US, USL show picks San Antonio and everybody else picks draws. So it's, uh, it, to me, like I said here, it's for San Antonio, it all comes down to can they finish? No. It, and the defense, I think you've seen in these games, I, I don't, I take New Mexico out of it because, you know, there was that red card and, and the game shifted on the red card. Um, Cause SAFC was up before the red card and, you know, afterwards, you know, they allowed three goals and, and, you know, it was on the road and, and it just, you know, you know, you can't breathe without picking up a yellow card. So, um, you know, that, that one, that one, I don't have a huge, huge issue with, but the bold one, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it left a sour taste. No, that game, that game was, you know, the bold did need that, needed a win to kind of yeah. mm-hmm. to still kind of stay alive because that result with the RGV received and 
you know, I think the Bull can still get in if they beat Charlotte and then they need help. I think with I think New Mexico losing and RGV losing, uh, they they can sneak in into that last spot. So that's why they I think that's why there was a little more urgency, uh, you know, on that game. Had had they already been eliminated, maybe the game would have been different. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we could have had our way, but still, we just gave up too many chances, and then we we didn't play smart soccer. That, that's that's the thing we haven't been playing the last few weeks. We haven't been smart, uh, you know, especially the spacing that we have. We have a lot of guys wide open for to receive the ball that can do some things, and they're just not getting the ball for what reason? It's, I, I think you know. You, know, you and I joke about it. You know, yeah. the Gleedle PC spot. It's it's like they don't know that that position's there. Um, they could be wide open, nobody around them for 10, 15 yards, and they'll cross it back into where traffic is, as opposed mm-hmm. to taking the easy easy pat you know easy pass out, letting them advance up even further. And I know we kind of sit on the end line, so we you know we see how open they are because it's right in front of us, and it's 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 one of the. If you're PC or Gleedle, it has to be the biggest frustration to where, you know, you're busting your ass up and down the pitch. Um, you're in a position to where you should be able to get, you know, should be able to get the ball to be able to cross it in. Because that's what they're doing is they're trying to get it in to cross it. And, you know, nothing against Maloney or, you know, Epps on the other side. But it just, you know, for whatever reason, you know, and you see the same frustration, whether it's Gleedle or PC out there, that, you know, I don't know if it's a coaching. It has to be a coaching thing. It has to be. Um, you know, just I, I find it hard to believe where, you know, when you've got two high-quality players and PC's, you know, the captain of the team, but yet they don't, you know, they don't they don't go, in, you know, deep into that side of the box unless they have to. See, with, with them playing the bot of them, they – they're playmakers. They're thus, you know, if you're gonna have Dylan up top, that's what you or Patino up top, that's what you want. You know, you, you they're gonna send crosses into those guys ahead of it. You know, plus playing the balls out there, skill they're skilled wise to kind of spread them out. They have that experience. You know, you know, we've been forcing, like I said, you mentioned we're forcing balls so that there there are really no plays there at all, you know, to do things and we lose those opportunities. So uh, hopefully maybe they watch the video these last few games and, hey, you know what? We need to feed these ball, the fall ball more on that side as well, balance it out, and it's going to lead to more goals. And it, I think every time that we did play the ball that we did get chances, of, you know, <laughs> we just didn't connect. But it's it, it just creates more, more opportunities for us. So – Hopefully they do watch the tape. They make that adjustment for Saturday because they're going to need it because, you know, you have Haji Berry. Haji Berry. In. <laughs> yeah. And that guy, I don't know if he's on the lead for goals or he's on top of the goals or he wants to. He's on the top of the league. He needs one more goal, I think, to set the USL record for goals in a season. Yeah. So we're, we don't want to let that happen to him, for him to celebrate here. So we need, we need to kind of pack, you know, pack some goals in and sp- spread it out. Because, like I said, they have, you know, Colorado has a lot to win out of this game. You know, we have a lot to lose, you know, especially not be able to host a, a playoff game. Well, I think I think both uh, – it's actually pretty simple. 
Um, both teams want to be able to host. You know, obviously San Antonio wants to be able to host, um, whether it be Orange County or San Diego. Um, and Colorado Springs wants to be able to host. How you know, for you know, if you're talking about from Colorado Springs, they just opened up a new stadium downtown Colorado Springs, you know, to be able to get either Orange County or San Diego, whoever doesn't get the home home on, on uh, the Pacific side. Mm-hmm. So both teams are in. Um, but it, it's it's it comes down to getting that extra home match. And then the other thing is um, the schedule the schedule's been semi-released uh, for that here. So the core for, uh, conference quarterfinals, which it will be this next week here on the uh, November 5th through the 7th, it's already been announced that El Paso and whoever finishes fourth in the Pacific, whether it's the Galaxy 2, Oklahoma, or Oakland, or Tacoma, will play on the fifth. And it's been announced that San Antonio or Colorado Springs will play on the on the fifth and and if you're a season ticket member uh san antonio has already sent a, a email out saying that the game would be at eight o'clock um the great thing is, is if you're a season ticket holder um that game is included in your season ticket pr- you know for here so you're not having to pay any additional uh price uh, for that here so um the good news is is hey you know i don't have you know we don't have to pay for an extra ticket uh, for the here, uh, which I would, but we know Friday night. So, and the reason why I say that's an advantage is you're going to get an extra night of rest. Um, you know, you're going to be at home. You're going to get an extra night of rest because Phoenix, uh, you know, which would be the side that would be on plays on Saturday. Um, assuming that they either be, um, RGV, New Mexico or Austin, um, would have that now if RGV, New Mexico or Austin could upset them then we would have another home match against uh, against one of those, you know, one of those teams that, that if they pull the upset over rising. So, but to me, be able to get that extra, extra day of rest. If we lose, it goes the other way um, because on November 7th, Orange County or San Diego, whoever, you know, finishes second in the Pacific will host either San Antonio or Colorado Springs on the seventh. So um, not saying it makes a huge difference, but if you're having to travel, um, and then if you do win, and then you got to travel again, you know, you know, you're losing a couple extra days of, of practice, and, and and you know, not so much film because you can study film and stuff all over the place. But uh, to me, like I said here, I just think from the revenue aspect, you know, playing on Friday night, and, and you know, it's not the perfect night. I think Saturday would have been a better bet, but you know, that's that's the schedule that's been dealt out. So. Thoughts on, you know, before we deep dive into uh, Colorado Springs or going to, you know, if there is anything to really deep dive on them. I know we've played them three times already. Uh, was it 2-0-1, I think, so far, where we've got two wins. Uh, the first match in San Antonio, 3-0, the last, uh, and then we won one in Colorado Springs and tied one in Colorado Springs, uh, uh, which was Patino's last match, I think, right? No, like he, had the, slap he had the slap. <laughs> The slap across Colorado. <laughs> so, but thoughts on how the playoffs kind of set up and and here's here's an interesting thought. Um, I noticed on the, some weather reports that week playoff week it might be snowing in Colorado. So I'm I'm guessing those California teams are like, you know what? <laughs> Let's cheer for San Antonio because 
At least it'll be, we won't be playing in the snow at Colorado Springs for a playoff game. So I'm sure I'm sure the Loyal and, and Orange County are going to be rooting for us because we're not going to have that that that. I mean that that could be a factor if you know if we go down and you know Loyal and the, they're probably not going to like playing in inches of snow up in Colorado Springs. So um, yeah, I mean the. The way they have the layout as far as the game, you know, it does give us advantage as far as a little rest. And, you know, who's to say, you know, I think the one team that does give trouble to, uh, to Phoenix is is New Mexico. They've given them fits. And who's to say, you know, they knock them off. And wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be great that they come back to our stadium and then we, we get a little revenge from last year's playoff game from that handball? I'd rather um, not see New Mexico. I'm just it's. I I, I just want to kick their butts, <sighs> get some payback, you know. But that that's the you know this, and I think they have a better chance of knocking off Phoenix. I know Austin's played well, but who's to say with those injuries? I don't think Austin makes it. I, I yeah. hate to say it with with Austin. I, I do not think that they make it. And then RGV, so RGV is playing pretty good ball. Yeah, uh, and to me, you want to talk about. Uh, a fun match, RGV San Antonio in the playoffs, something that's never happened before mm-hmm. at Toyota Field. You know, I think, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of the Stampede would travel up and it, that would be a fun match. I, I won't lie to you. It did, you know, it'd be a lot of fun banter going back and forth. Uh, but, you know, like I said, here are the odds of somebody upsetting, rising. Um, and Phoenix not saying it can't be done, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not very likely. So, I do have one question here, and I was hoping Royce was going to be on, but I'll ask you as well. Up top, Nathan's a starter, but do you put in Patino um, and put him up at the very top and drop Nathan back? Um, because how they ran their oh, – let's see if I can find that, that email here. Um, hold on one minute here. So if you if you were to – Well, that last one that we got, we played what a four-four-two up there. The first one we got in Colorado ever. Because we had Nathan on top. So instead of having Nathan, so to me, I would switch uh, Nathan over here, and then put Patino up top. So then you would have, mm-hmm. you know, how they have it set up here. You'd have Patino up top, um, Nathan and, and Epps you know, slightly behind um, Abu and, and Jose, you know, to me, I, I, would, I wish they would do a diamond here almost. More likely they do. More likely they do. Um, for here and then Maloney and PC or Gladel, however that you fit. And then, of course, you know, the, the trees in the back forward, uh, Kamiri, Tainer, and then Cardoni. To me, though, I, I wonder if you get a little bit more. And it's not saying that Dylan hasn't done a great job because he has. But I'm wondering if you drop Nathan back a little bit, put Patino up up top, if that get if that makes us just a tad bit more, you know, you know, explosive um, on there, or do you think they actually have them lined up wrong here, where Nathan's actually back here and, and Dylan's up there? See, Dylan needs to be up top. I he because you want your 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 guy get up in the air and head head the ball in from crosses. 
And this is how this is, you know, from SAFC as far as how they yeah that through there. So that you know, yeah. eventually, I think, like I said, I think Dylan's gonna come off the bench. They're gonna start Patino because you gotta remember Patino always always gets under the skin of the defense, especially Colorado's defense. Well, you know, and, and, had and the hat that, trick the first game. Yeah, and so it'd so be kind of over. <laughs> Except for the the little slap, but. Yeah, the, the, this match June fifth in Colorado Springs. Uh, you know that, that wasn't a fun match, unfortunately. But I think I think you do put Nathan on the wing. You, you put Patino up top, and like I said, you save Dylan. You know, coming in like the seventy, like the seventieth minute. Um, you know, unless you know, if you want to go more defensive, if you get a lead, you switch to a four four two. But that's. That's how they killed us in that first game, too, that game, first game in Colorado. They were exploding. But if you kind of look back, if you look at our defense we had, it, it was a slow defense. Mm -hmm. And I think I think that kind of opened our eyes about what we needed to do and, and look at the players that we have now that with Tainer um, and Ford. Well, now we have some speed on the outside that can candle Haji Berry you know, and then also with Kamiri. So we have the three guys that can take care of him. And then you, you have add PC and then Maloney. And well, that's another thing. Hopefully Maloney is recovered back because I know he kind of pulled a little lame. But like I said, we have Gleedle. Gleedle can f slide in there. So we, as long as we have some speed on the outside, because that's the one thing that we were lacking. I think Doyle was getting killed in that first game. Yeah. So the speed. Well, that's not going to be a problem with Tanner and and Ford on the outside the fence. No, in the match that we won in Colorado Springs, uh, Nathan got on the board with a, an assist from Emil Cuello in the seventh minute. Haji Berry equaled in the fourteenth, um, and then their you know SAFC got two uh, penalty kicks in the first half, the twenty fourth minute and the forty third minute, um, and then you know Doyle. Uh, uh, Doyle subbed off for, uh, or no, uh, yeah, Doyle came in for Kamiri and Dylan came in for PC, right, you know, almost right at half there. And then they got a goal, I want to say it was around the 75th minute. Yeah, 75th minute um, along those lines here. So that was a game we missed a bunch of chances that we could have been up, what, five to one? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, we were six of 15. They were 10 of 20. You know, Cardoni had eight saves that match. Uh, so it, it was it was an entertaining 3-2 match. Um, I know if you probably talked to Colorado Springs, they're, you know, they're a little sore about the, the penalties, I think, at the time. You know, we all said that they were valid uh, for that here. But um, and that's also, um, you know, so, you know, in the back they had what uh, Lima, mm -hmm. Schlauberg. Kamiri and Gleedle, um, you know, for the here with PC and Lindley. So we're de we're definitely working with a totally different lineup than, than what we did at that point. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how how it uh, sets up here. Um, final thoughts. I know it's just you and me here. You know, no reason to drag it out. Uh, you know, because it is Friday night here, but. Uh, any final thoughts you got either on the match or, you know, high school coming up? Well, as far as the match, you know, hopefully we get a good turnout. You know, the guys need it. You know, we need to pack the stands and so we can get that win. Uh, 
We can't be messing around with ties. We need to get we got to get three points at least get some momentum going into into the first round of the playoffs. And you know this is going to be a very contested game, especially our, our, the new look defense that we do have. So I have a feeling that Haji Berry is going to get shut down a bit from forward. I think he gets. I think this is going to be a high. This is either going to be like a zero zero or a one zero, mm-hmm. or I think I think this is going to be a more open game though. I think both teams. Because um, my biggest fear is, is is if San Antonio tries to sit back, and we and we can't do that. We we need to be the aggressor. We need we but need that's to. Do my biggest did. fear yeah. is is that you know complacent. Uh, to get the tie, we just we just need a tie. So let's you know that's and it happens sometimes. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes teams play to a result and don't play for the win. And you know, that's that's my biggest fear. And I don't think Coach Marcina will do that just because I do think that he does want to uh, get the win. But you know, there has been times this year where, you know, he's kind of gone into that shell, uh, a little bit earlier than I would like, I'll just say. Um, and you know, you know, it hasn't cost us possibly, but, um, I, I think this, I think this is going to be, you know, kind of a two, three game. I think, you know, I think both, both Colorado Springs can score. And I think for San Antonio, they can't set back. They in, you know, like you mentioned, They've got to get that sour taste out, you know, of their mouth for, of not being able to score last two out of three matches. And, and mm-hmm. you know, I know Jonathan Check. You know, I was joking with him, and you know, with his articles with the Striker Texas, is you can basically copy from week one to week one just because, you know, it's not defensively that San Antonio is struggling; it's being able to score offensively. Yeah, and I think if you know, I think if San Antonio puts the ball on frame and and um, in the back of the net, they typically win. When they don't, you know, we, we know we know they either walk away with a tie or a loss. It's it's that simple. Yeah, they have to be like I said, the aggressor. We gotta we gotta put the ball in first, but we also gotta play smart, not allow him to touch the ball. And that, that's yeah. that's that's something that you know I don't see really seen. You know, have we taken out their best player? From you know receiving balls and so that and that's a, I think a strategy they need to start using, you know start marking them because if we can frustrate them the whole night, you know who's to say he gets, <laughs> and so <laughs> what Patino did like that for that second game, but you know you know marking them keeping them you know from even taking shots, it will frustrate that team because uh, they did also lose a player right. Recently. Yeah, they had uh, one of their uh, top. Um, it's this this guy. Yeah, top is this guy here. Hold on, let me pull it up here. I can tell you here. Because um, he went to what LAFC? Yeah, uh, is he still on there? Uh, yeah, Miche uh, Naglina. Uh, he had eight goals, eight assists, um, in twenty matches. So, but they've still got, you know, they've got Haji Berry. They, they've still got weapons. Haji Berry, Beckford, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, uh, you know, just because he's not there. And I, I know a lot of people people have said they've kind of took a step back. They haven't. The other thing that they're going to be missing is Tori. 
Um, cause he got, uh, and in my opinion, a, a stupid second yellow. Um, but in the last match against, uh, the switchbacks, um, he picked up a red card or not against the right against real monarchs. Mm-hmm. He picked up his second yellow because they tied it, you know, pretty much at the death at yeah. 90 plus five. He got an excessive celebration for his second yellow at 90 plus five. So one of their key subs uh, will we'll be missing. But yeah, they typically go with Tristan Hodge, or pardon me, uh, up top, Haji Berry with uh, uh, Tomas Mang and then Zach Zondi. And then on the wings, Beckford and Sebastian Anderson. You look at how they did it here. So they run three in the back like we do. But yeah, it's uh, to me, they're they're a quality team you know they have a great coach and brendan burke uh for that here but um you know we, we got to hope that matt stands on his head because haji berry will get his shots um you know the back three hold up and um but in the three matches that san antonio's played uh uh the switchbacks i thought they've been the better of all th- you know and all three of them um, for that here, they just, you know, in one of the, you know, in the match they tied, they just couldn't convert. And, that, and, then also, yeah. and now that we also have a better defense too with Ford and Tainer. So that, that could kind of tip. I think, I think those games, those three games, pretty much, I think what led to these, to signing those two players, I think we realized that our defense was too slow. And we needed speed at, speed at the back three, and it's paid dividends because they've played well. You know, this is our offense has just been struggling, trying to you know catch up, and that's what like I said, the offense has to. They got to shine. They got to have to step up shot and shine on Saturday if we're gonna win this game. Yeah, and and like I said here, uh, we'll we'll definitely put together something next week here. Um, I'm not sure the schedules. I'm not sure if you're out or not, but. Uh, for the playoffs, we will definitely touch base and, and be on weekly, even if we, you know we have to stay up late at night uh, to be able to do that here uh, for that here. But uh, you know, my final thought, like I said here, Halloween, go out, have some fun with the kids, be safe. Um, you know, uh, you know, like I said here, you know, just just enjoy it with family. Um, and like I said here, if you can go out and support, you know, SAFC. Uh, tomorrow night, please do. Uh, what's dollar beers, fireworks, last game of the year. Um, Friday night, uh, like I said, here, go out and support, you know, SAFC in the playoffs. Um, and then uh, Saturday night, you know, UTEP and UTSA uh, and see if uh, UTSA can continue the undefeated season here. But uh, definitely was a pleasure. You know, thank you for stopping in, Rafa. I know this was kind of last minute, you know, just, I you know, you've been on the road quite a bit. Uh, Royce has been super busy with his new job. Yeah, I've been super busy with, you know, kind of learning my new roles and uh, adjusting to, you know, schedules at home and working later than what I used to. So uh, I do appreciate everybody's patience. We'll get this worked out and uh, hope everybody has a great day. And what's life without goals? We're out.